welcome back to the Psalms podcast. Wow, do we have a great episode for you today. Our topic is about seeing Jesus Christ in the beautiful songs that are the Psalms. Colossians 3.16 tells us to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly as we sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts to God. And many of us have been thankful to be spending these past few weeks in the psalms. But let me ask you this. Has it occurred to you yet, as Colossians 3.16 says, that psalms is the word of Christ? If you're familiar with the Bible, you likely know that Jesus is not mentioned by name anywhere in the Psalms, or anywhere in the Old Testament for that matter, since all of the Old Testament was written hundreds to more than a thousand years before Jesus was born. So how is Jesus Christ in this beautiful poetry that was written so long before he lived? I'm Savea Mary, Women's Ministry Director at Autumn Ridge, and returning with me today is my friend and partner in teaching the Bible, Angie Pankratz, and we are delighted to have Robert Nash with us for this discussion today. Pastor Nash, our children's pastor, is one of our very recognizable new pastors that you may not have had the chance to meet in person yet. He and his wife, Jennifer, and their two children arrived here in January, just weeks before COVID turned everything upside down. But you almost certainly know him from his excellent short video object lessons that play at the end of our church services each week. He may intend them for children, but how many more of us without young kids at home have also been encouraged and wonderfully exhorted through his messages? Nash, it's great to have you here with us today. Thank you very much, Savea. Excited to be here, ready to uh, to dive into this. Yeah, no, this is great, and I'm so thrilled that you're uh, you're ready to tackle a topic like Absolutely. this with us. Not only does Nash have the theological foundation with his master's degree in religion and discipleship, he also has great communication skills. Which, as if you've seen his videos, you know what I'm talking about. It's clear that uh, that Nash, you've got a gift to be able to talk about God and the Bible in a way that takes deep theological concepts and makes them uh, really quite accessible for us. So. I think I think that's important to do. Um, it's real easy to talk over people's heads, but I mean, you look at Jesus as your example, and mm-hmm. he used stories and uh, great illustrations all the time to pass on these really deep truths. So that's what I strive for when I teach. Well, that's fabulous, and that's why we are excited to have you talk about something like seeing Jesus in the Psalms today, which isn't an automatic uh, assumption. We wouldn't readily always necessarily think that that would be a book that we would go to to see Jesus. Before we get moving and go too far here, can I just admit that it really wasn't that long ago that I thought the only mention of Jesus, or I should say the Messiah, might have been a verse or two in Genesis or even some in Isaiah, but I had no idea that there's so much more, and that's what you're going to teach us. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's probably true for a lot of people. Good. Uh, you know, you, you hear, oh yeah, the prophets, clearly they're talking about Jesus. That's that's what they're prophesying, you know, mm-hmm. the coming of, of Jesus, the coming of the Messiah, the Christ. Um, and what you're talking about in Genesis, the beginning of the Bible, you know, God saying to Adam and Eve, yeah, things are messed up, but I'm sending someone who will who will crush the head of the serpent and, and put all things back. But really, the whole of the Bible, the whole of the Old Testament is is all about Jesus without mentioning him. Mm. In fact, after the resurrection, before ascending to heaven, Jesus said to his disciples in Luke chapter 24, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the laws of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms mm. must be fulfilled, which again, it shows us that even Jesus himself was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in all 
of Scripture. Mm -hmm. Thanks. That's a really helpful reminder. Are are there uh, specific psalms that you could maybe point to that would help us see Jesus a little bit more clearly than others? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what a lot of people do is when we talk about Jesus in the Psalms, they're going to go what towards uh, prophecies, right? Mm-hmm. Things that David wrote about that were going to take place hundreds, maybe often thousands of years down the road. They mm-hmm. were anticipating a Messiah who would come and, and rescue them. Mm-hmm. And the very first one we have an example of it is Psalm chapter 2, verses 6 through 9, talk about God placing his son as king and he would rule over the entire earth. Hmm. Uh, Psalm 16, verse 10 says, You will not abandon me to the grave, nor will your Holy One see decay. That's speaking ahead to, to Jesus after the crucifixion being placed in a grave, but he would not remain there. His body would not decay because he would rise again. Hmm. Uh, Psalm 110 is, is a really big one uh, when we talk about Jesus and prophecy in the Psalms. Uh, it talks about Jesus being both priest in verse 4, and then in verses 5 through 7, it talks about him being king. And, and Jesus, mm-hmm. we read later in the New Testament, he serves at the right hand of God as our high priest. He is the one for the Jewish people, this would mean a lot to them, who can forgive our sins. And once again, this uh, kingship that he has over all of creation belongs to him. Mm. Can I just say something here? It seems so obvious to us, but do you think it was obvious to the author of the Psalms or to David, whoever was writing them, that that was the Messiah? Yes, but <laughs> maybe <laughs> What do you not. mean by that? Um, yeah, so I think David certainly could have been aware at times that that he was riding towards something coming further down the road. I mean, David David's clearly a smart guy mm-hmm. uh, in his role as king. But I bet there would be times where he he had no idea what he was really talking towards. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was a lot of um, gray, you know, to, to what he was saying when he says, "Hey, God placed Son as king, and He will rule over the earth." David could have thought to himself. Awesome. I'm, you know, God has placed me here as king. Um, when he talks about not abandoning me to the grave, maybe David thought, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know the man's thoughts when, when mm-hmm. it comes down to it. What I do know, though, is when we talk about prophecy in the Bible, there's layers to it. Mm-hmm. I personally don't believe that when you read most prophecies, it's like it means this and that's all it can mean. And only that. I think there was a short term fulfillment. And I think there's long-term fulfillment. Certainly, David was was king over Israel. He's, he's the greatest king in their history, some would argue. But, you know, God's speaking ahead to when his son would come, and mm-hmm. he will rule as David ruled on his throne out of Jerusalem over all the earth. So mm-hmm. there's there's layers to it all. Mm-hmm. That's that's really helpful. And I think, like you said, I think these particular psalms that show us this kind of prophecy about Jesus are are probably what most people would think of if you're trying to, to scratch sure. your head and where can I see Jesus mm-hmm. specifically in these psalms. But um, but I don't think that's the only place where we see Jesus. Maybe can you talk a little bit about more of a broader picture, an overarching way of seeing Jesus yeah, here? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, these these prophetic psalms that you read about, yeah, they're important. They're mm-hmm. absolutely important. That's that's how we know that Jesus does fulfill that that role as the Messiah that they were looking for. But yeah, you're missing out on so much more if that's the only thing you're going to focus in on. You, you really have to take a step back and see this overarching uh, story or theme that's that's present, not just in psalms, but 
throughout all of Scripture. Mm. And and mainly what I'm talking about here is is the gospel mm. that you can see within the Psalms. Now, if, mm. if you'll allow me, I'm going to kind of pause and uh, define the gospel. Yeah, good idea. And I'm sure most of you know what it means, right? When we say the gospel, it is, it's the good news. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the Greek definition of the word. Momentous news, good news. Hmm. What we've done in Christianity, though, is we've really taken the word gospel and we've kind of claimed it as our own. In fact, when I did a Google search earlier just to, to do some prep for this, you know, and I typed in define gospel, Google defines it as the Christian belief that Jesus is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, that that is true. That is what mm-hmm. gospel means to us. But But gospel was simply a word that people used all the time, like, hey, you want to hear some gospel? I got a raise at my job today. It's good news, people. And so what I want to do in talking about gospel in the psalm is, is take this, this broader look, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, ultimately for Christians, uh, the good news is that Jesus came. He died for our sins. Mm-hmm. He, he made a way for our relationship with God to be restored. And, and that is the good news. That is the absolute best news. Mm-hmm. But I really want to take this this broader view of the gospel because David and others who who composed the Psalms, they had no clue how God was going to fix the issues in mm-hmm. their life. I mean, yeah, you and I know the good news is Jesus because Jesus saved us from our sin. Mm-hmm. They didn't know any of that. They had no clue that that Jesus was going to come. There there wasn't a person named Jesus. They simply right. knew that God was going to do something. Now, Savea, I know you like equations or formulas, so <laughs> so I got I got one here for you, okay? Great. My problems, and if you know me, you know I just got just a whole mess of problems. I <laughs> I am I am a problem problem problem. I can't even say the word problem. That's a problem <laughs> for me. I'm going to add it to my sure. list. But we all have problems. We all have issues that are going on in our life. Sure. And yeah, sin is the chief among them, but mm. my problem plus Jesus equals good news. Mm. Okay. My problem, mm. once I add Jesus into it, will always equal good news in the end. And Romans 8.28 says just that, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. Mm. Not some things, not only the, the things we deem as okay, everything mm. works together for good. So my problem plus Jesus always equals good news. Oh, I love that. But... Oh, oh, there's a uh-oh. button. <laughs> I got a second one here for you now. Before Jesus came, how would they look at things? Mm-hmm. Okay, so before Jesus, meaning in the Psalms, in the Old Testament, it would have been my problem plus X plus a variable plus the unknown mm-hmm. equals good news. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is <laughs> David and others were were writing about all these these hardships that they're going through. I mean, you can't open the Psalms and David not be like, oh, Lord. My life is an absolute wreck right now. People are trying to kill me. I'm having to leave the country again. No one wants to be my friend. I've really messed up. And yet, mm-hmm. I rejoice in you. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't know exactly the what God was working towards. Mm-hmm. But they knew that God was good. They knew that he was trustworthy. They knew that God had some type of plan and that ultimately, yeah, everything would, would come together. They just didn't know how it would come together. Mm. And so in the Psalms, we're reading of, of these heartbreaking cries 
from David, right? I mean, they're they're sometimes in the midst of absolute crisis, which yeah. we should all be able to relate to. Mm-hmm. We also see them at at the height of these joyous moments, and they're able to offer up thankfulness. And in all those seasons, the reason they could hope while struggling with with despair, the reason they could rejoice even though life was just absolutely awful is because they believe God had the definitive answer hmm. to all of their problems. That's good news indeed. That's that's <laughs> that's momentous news. It's better than a raise, if believe that or not, okay? But <laughs> they didn't know the answer, but they trusted there was an answer. Hmm. So is that the overarching good news that you see is kind of this unifying thread through all of the Psalms? Absolutely. Hmm. So when you take a look at the Psalms, when you take a look at, and, and I know I keep saying the Old Testament, but I know this is a Psalms podcast, trust me, I'm, I am aware. But when you look at it with this lens of the gospel is present, the good news is present. That's why Jesus said what he said before ascending to heaven. Everything written about me in the law, mm-hmm. by the prophets, and in the Psalms, it's all, it's all good. It's all about me because it's all the answer to your problem. Mm-hmm. Everything comes down to my problem plus Jesus equals good news. Sounds t-shirt worthy. Which, if it's not on a t-shirt, I'm going to go ahead and copyright <laughs> that it. right now. <laughs> Hashtag. Quickly. Yeah. But seriously, it transforms the way we view not only the Psalms, but also the entire Old Testament. Certainly. Certainly. Mm-hmm. And so you're able now to, to read a Psalm and hey, it may not always work out perfectly, but pick pick a psalm mm-hmm. and say, man, this person, David, more than likely is is having an issue. <laughs> He's having an issue. He had and some issues. He the man had <laughs> some problematic. <laughs> see, I fixed it there. He had some he had some major issues going on in his life. And I don't think I've ever read a psalm where it ended with him still like, Woe is me. Right. Yeah. Put down my 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 pen, whatever they had a quill. Yeah. Not sure how they wrote it back then, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna you know retreat and sulk in my room for a mm-hmm. while. It always ends mm-hmm. with hope, Maybe. and and that that's life. Mm-hmm. That's life for all of us. We we may not have like. You know, a foreign army chasing us. Savea, maybe you do. I don't know. Well, only on uh, random days. <laughs> okay, random days. Uh, you know, for, for most of us, we don't have the same problems as David, but we certainly have problems. Mm-hmm. And it is very comforting to know, you know, that, that the gospel is just interwoven into the Psalms because there's hope for our problems. Mm. There's an answer to our problems, and that's Jesus. Nash, maybe could you take us to a specific psalm and uh, point out to us maybe a little bit about how you're seeing yeah. this play out? So, so one of my favorites is uh, Psalm 86, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you help me read it here, if you will. Okay, absolutely. I can okay. take that one. Well, how about we just start with the uh, first six verses? Okay. Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am godly. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all the day. Gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Listen to my plea for grace. He's got some problems, right? He's got some issues. I mean, right out of the gate there, 
incline your ear and answer me, which which I love because he's like, hey, God, it's me. I need you to say something right here, right mm-hmm. now, okay? Mm. Because I'm poor and needy. He's pretty desperate. He's desperate. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's the king of Israel. So when he says he's poor and needy, it's not like, I need money to go right. down to the, the quick trip and buy you know, a bag of chips and a, a, a soda or something. He's... <laughs> He's poor within. Yeah. He's lacking within, and he desperately needs mm. God in this moment. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all the day. How how many of us, you know, listening can can honestly say I've had many days like that where I just I pray to you. I'm asking you for help. And I know you're there and I know you're hearing me, but, you know, five, 10 minutes is going to go by and I immediately have to come back to you again because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how poor and needy I am in this moment. Mm-hmm. I, if, if, if I could in those moments, the equivalent would be climbing up in his lap and just curling up and letting him hold us. That's, mm-hmm. that's what we are needing. That's mm-hmm. what we're longing for. Mm-hmm. Gladden the soul of your servant for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Verse five. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. And my favorite part here is in verse 6. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Please hear me. That's what he's saying. Listen to my plea for grace. Mm. Man, I absolutely love that because, again, good news. Okay. Um, I don't know if people are aware of this, but when you become a pastor— you still screw up a lot, <laughs> maybe more somehow, okay? <laughs> and and there are times when I'm praying to God and I'm like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, you probably shouldn't even go to him. He's probably not thrilled with you right now. Mm-hmm. And that's not true, mm-hmm. right? David's saying, um, listen to my plea for grace. Mm-hmm. What's a plea? We're begging at this point. Mm-hmm. God, I am begging you. Mm-hmm. Just give me grace. I know that's not what I deserve, but it's desperately what I need right now. Mm-hmm. And again, good news. Mm-hmm. Very good news. Good news in the fact that you and I reading this, and we know Jesus is the answer, right? For David, he, he didn't know any of that, mm-hmm. but he still trusted him. He still had absolute hope and faith that God would take care of them. And so there's never a moment in any of our lives where where things are so bad that number one, we don't have someone to turn to, God. Things are never so bad. We haven't ever, ever gone so far off the path that God would be like, you know what? Mm, I'm going to need about five more minutes before you come talk to me. I'm <laughs> so upset with you right now. I mean, that's what we do as parents sometimes, right? Absolutely. Like, I can't look at you right now. Mm-hmm. I need you to go to your room. Give me some time. God's, I need a timeout. I need, need a timeout. Time you need a timeout. Our things are going to get probably worse. <laughs> God doesn't need the timeouts. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Good news, right? Good news. And I can receive grace from God over and over and over. Mm. I don't know what's better than that. No, that is definitely. Nothing that can be better than that. That's great. And there's more. I mean, verse 7, in the day of my trouble, I call upon you because you answer me. It says for you answer me. But I mean, I can call to you mm-hmm. because I know you will be the one to pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. My phone rang, I think it was like after 11 o'clock last night. And I didn't answer it. I didn't see it. But that person was calling me because they were hoping that they could talk to me in that moment. They needed someone to hear them. And I wasn't available. God's always available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More good news. 
Yeah. Savea, do you, do you want to read a few more there for us? Or? Um, sure. Verse There's 8, just... I believe, is where we're at. There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with my whole heart, and I will glorify your name forever. For great is your steadfast love toward me. You have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. So what I love within the Psalms is when, you, when you're reading it with this lens of, of good news, you know, how does David go from, quite often, <laughs> absolute despair mm-hmm. to saying stuff like, I give you praise all day long? Mm-hmm. Again, because he knew there was an answer to the problem. He didn't know what it was. He didn't know what the answer Mm -hmm. was, but he knew there was going, you know, my problem plus something equals good news. And he came back to that truth over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. Now, I know a lot of us have problem when it comes to we we know the answer Mm -hmm. and we still have trouble believing that there's good news on the other side. Mm -hmm. And these people writing the Psalms... And they, they show faith that is just mind-blowing sometimes because they didn't know the answer and they, they still clinged so tight to God. That really is incredible. Yeah. It's, it's a good reminder to us how fortunate we are to have the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're uh, sadly almost out of time here. Oh. As we wrap up, if we were going to summarize all of this into one kind of final takeaway point, what would you say is the, uh, the, the foundational truth that we can hang our hat on from all of this? I think, uh, and I'm, I borrowed this from Professor uh, Bruce Ware, but just knowing that Jesus is God's definitive answer to all the cries of his people. And do I have time just to read a quick quote from him to to expand on that? Uh, Professor Ware said, In all these ways, we see the hearts of God's people laid bare before him in song. Yet as believers on this side of the first coming of Christ, we must understand that Christ fulfilled all such cries to God. Jesus is God's definitive answers to the cries of his people. Mm. And when when you just remember that, Jesus is the answer to our cries. Jesus is the answer to our problems. And you begin to read the Psalms with that in mind. Mm-hmm. It just takes on a whole new light. That's beautiful. It makes me want to just sit down with a cup of coffee and the Psalms and read through and, and look for Absolutely. that good news in each one of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Angie Nash, thank you so much well, for, for a great me. discussion today. It was uh, both very informative and inspiring at the same time, and and just what good news it is that we have Jesus. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us this week on the Psalms podcast, and we hope that you will enjoy seeing the good news of Jesus in a whole new light this week in the Psalms.